The politics of opening and operating charter schools are always challenging and only become more so when geopolitical conflict intrudes. That's the situation facing a growing number of American charter schools who critics allege have financial ties to Fatullah Gulen, a controversial Turkish imam who has lived for decades in self-imposed exile in Pennsylvania's Pocono Mountains. More than 100 schools, including the well-respected Harmony Public Schools Network in Texas, now find themselves under constant attack from lobbyists and outside groups receiving funding from Turkey's autocratic president, Recep Erdogan, who believes Gulen was behind an attempted coup in 2016. How exactly did a Turkish conflict spill over into the American charter sector? I'm Marty West, editor of Education Next, and I'm joined today by Caprice Young, superintendent of Learn for Life Charter Schools and formerly the chief executive officer of Magnolia Charter Schools, a role in which she found herself at the center of Turkey's fight over U.S. charters. You can read about her experiences in an article by that same name that will appear in the spring 2019 issue of the journal and is available now at educationnext.org. Caprice, welcome to the Ednext podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here. I wonder if you could start out by telling us how you ended up in the role of Chief Executive Officer of Magnolia Charter Schools. <laughs> well, the story actually starts back in 2002 when I was serving as president of the school board for Los Angeles, um, an elected position that, um, that covers a, a certain geographic area. And one of the brand new charter schools in the area that I represented was um, a great little math and science academy called Magnolia that had been started by a group of um, graduate students from Caltech and USC and Cal State, uh, I mean, UC Irvine. And it was the first Magnolia school. And I was proud to, to be able to support it. And I know the families that, that were part of it. And it eventually grew to be 10 charter schools um, mostly in Southern California, and when um, when those schools were coming under attack in 2015 from um, from all different sort of bizarre, disconnected political sources, but also explicitly people who were anti-Muslim, um, I um, I volunteered to help them out, and through a selection process, they chose me as their CEO. And how was it that Magnolia became embroiled in this conflict that emanates ultimately from Turkey? Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little goofy. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know you just kind of can't make it up. the um, The school originally had um, several Turkish American graduate students as part of its leadership team. And they had been spending years doing tutoring in the traditional public schools in California. And when they graduated, decided working with some of the um, American-born teachers that they knew to start these schools. And um, some of them, not, not all of them by any means, but some of them were um, inspired by the teachings of Fatullah Gulan, who is um, I guess you could really only describe him as a very progressive scholar. Um, he's a, a Sufi Muslim scholar who believes that science and religion are not mutually incompatible, and that the best thing that you can do in life is become a teacher. He, he is um, a strong proponent of teaching and making sure that kids learn things like science and math 
so that they don't become gangsters or terrorists. And these, um, these young people are the ones that started the charter schools. And apparently the president of Turkey believes that starting, starting schools is somehow corrupt and suspected the schools of smuggling money to Fatullah Gulag. Um, and, and frankly, I've been through the books of the Magnolia Public Schools in detail, as has the state auditor, um, as has several other uh, uh, financial auditors, and there is no financial connection. And this suspicion on the part of Turkish President Erdogan manifested itself even in hearings on a petition to expand or, or open a new uh, school within the Magnolia Network. Is that right? It, it, yes, there was this. There was this attorney who seemed to be following us around, and both in Fremont and in Anaheim, which are relatively small communities, they um, he was there saying that he was representing the president of Turkey and that Magnolia schools should not be approved. And and in both of those places where he showed up to advocate against us, we were not able to open our charter schools because he fanned anti-Muslim flames in those areas, which I believe is um, just truly, truly a huge prejudice. And we weren't successful. It just, it just feels mind-boggling that somebody thousands and thousands of miles away would care about whether or not we get to educate 400 mostly poor Latino kids in California. Now, you acknowledge that the founders of Magnolia were, uh, to some degree, inspired by Gulen's teaching. And Gulen does have uh, followers in comprising a movement nationwide that do seek to uh, promote service in various ways, especially uh, through education. Uh, does uh, Magnolia have other ties at all to Turkey beyond that initial inspiration? For example, does it uh, hire a large number of uh, teachers of Turkish descent or maybe even from Turkey directly uh, as some schools that have these relationships are, are uh, known to do? Well, from about 2008 to 2012, uh, Magnolia was going through a huge growth spurt and, and starting a whole bunch of new schools and reached out to, um, to engineering students and others around California who were Turkish-American or from Turkey studying in the United States or even in Turkey and did, um, in, did import math and science teachers from, um, from other countries. It's a little bit uh, like um, in 2000 when I was on the school board in Los Angeles, there was a huge, a huge um, shortage of math teachers, and we ended up with a lot of math teachers from the Philippines. It's, it's not an uncommon practice in the United States to go to other countries to find teachers in shortage fields. And if I could add to that, the, um, the schools have about 400 staff total, all of the, the Magnolia schools. And... Um, of those 400 staff, at the time that I um, completed my term as CEO there in June, only 35 were Turkish or Turkish-American, and only only five were um, not yet naturalized U.S. citizens. Now, the lobbyist who showed up in L.A. County to oppose your charter petition uh, 
is not an isolated incident. As Menachem Wecker's reporting for Education Next shows, uh, there have been millions of dollars going to lobbyists and uh, other think tanks and advocacy organizations to uh, raise questions about charters in different parts of the United States. And one of the things that uh, seems to occur is that these uh, critics, sometimes, yes, they focus on suspected ties to the Gulen movement. Uh, in other cases, they try and uh, take advantage of broader debates over the role and track record of charter schools in American education. Is that something that you all experienced in Magnolia as well? Oh, well, we definitely did. I mean, the, the superintendent in Anaheim, for example, um, really didn't want to have a charter school in his school district. He was worried that um, students would come to our school instead of his. And um, and so having, having this attack from the Turkish representative against our school um, just just gave him uh, another excuse to say no. And and that's, I think that's what we were seeing across the country with, um, with the anti-charter forces as a whole. They would fixate on, on all kinds of things, but especially this, um, this sort of bizarre attack from Turkey as something that was somehow indicative of a problem. And the truth is that the 10 schools that I ran are just brilliant math and science schools that do wonderful good work for kids and are lucky enough to have great teachers from all over the world. And I was very pleased and honored to be able to work with them. Um, but it, it was certainly was a little bit bizarre to have, to have all of this money going into lobbying against us. Now, you've been very clear that in the case of Magnolia, there were no financial ties whatsoever between the schools and the Gulen movement. Uh, is it your understanding as well that when we look nationally at this issue, that again, it is allegations of ties or in some case, does the connection between charter schools and the Gulen movement go uh, deeper? No, I haven't seen it. I mean, I, I, and I, I, know the, I know the charter schools across the country very well because I got to know them as we were all getting attacked. And, and what I've seen in, in the schools that have been attacked in this process is um, mostly schools that are very well run and are doing excellent work for kids that are very strong academically, as evidenced by the Magnolia schools and the Harmony schools. Um, like, like charter schools across the country, there have been a couple of cases where uh, there was a charter school in Louisiana that was supposedly um, one of these connected schools that had done some improper procurement, but the, the plain old truth is it doesn't matter what your ethnicity is, it's still possible to get things wrong on a procurement basis. Um, both charters and traditional public schools have those problems from time to time. And let me close by asking you what advice you would have for authorizers or other decision makers in the charter sector when they hear allegations about ties to this uh, to this movement well I think the main the main advice I would give is look focus on are they doing the right thing for kids and are they providing public transparency of how their resources are used if if they meet those two criteria that's really all that matters 
and and there's this smoke smoke screen that's being put out there by by the president of Turkey that has nothing to do with us and nothing to do with our kids and is just fueling anti-Muslim sentiment in the United States and they should fight that sentiment and just focus on doing what's right for kids. My guest today has been Caprice Young, current superintendent of Learn for Life Charter Schools and former president of Magnolia Charter Schools. You can find the article Turkey's Fight Over U.S. Charters on our website at educationnext.org. Caprice, thanks for being part of the podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Ednext podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, be sure to check out our archive and, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps us find more listeners and more listeners find us.